This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad you're here. This is our news edition for the month of February. Uh, News edition, we do that each month where I share a few items of news and give uh, my perspective on those new items, news items, and how to to bring about justice or how justice should be realized in those situations. Uh, And what I like to do is take the principles that we learn in these podcasts and apply them to items that are in the news and to... uh, and to help you understand how to work out issues in a practical way. And I also like to give positive news items where justice is being realized uh, each month. So that we're not just talking about negativity, but we're actually, I want to give you real life examples of where people are creating just societies right where they are. But one of the very negative things that uh, is troubling to me uh is that uh, unfortunately it looks like we may be involved in another war uh there the russia looks to be in position to invade uh the ukraine and the united states from where i'm speaking the united states has sent uh, military equipment and possibly there's talk of them sending military personnel over to the Ukraine to help Ukraine fight Russia. And I'm not sure of all the dynamics of why this war is happening and why Russia is wanting to invade Ukraine and all the ins and outs of what's been going on. But the fact is, uh, what I want to talk about today is not this specific thing, but I want to talk about the injustice of war, period. War is something that needs to end between nations. Nations have got to learn how to talk and to listen and have productive conversations with each other. But war is unjust. It always has a negative impact on people. It doesn't matter whether it's even what you might call a just war. But War always has a negative impact on people, citizens. Now, if your country is invading another country, then when your military, the military of the country you live in, when they kill people in other countries, there are lives that are lost. And not just lives of what we would call guilty people, but they're innocent lives. I remember watching the news one time, and the United States had had dropped bombs uh, on, I think it was Iraq. And this woman on the news was crying because her neighborhood had been destroyed 
by one of these bombs and she was crying saying and she had relatives that died in the the explosion of the bomb and she said why what have i done what have i done to the united states to deserve this here's a woman just a common woman in iraq just living her life suddenly her she's having to deal with the death of her loved ones and the loss of her house of her home and asking a very legitimate question what did i do uh, for this to happen. You see, war has a negative impact on the citizens of the other country, but it also has a negative impact on the home country. For example, if I'm an American, war not only has uh, uh, a negative impact on the citizens of the other country, but it also has a negative impact on American citizens as well because war puts financial stress on the nation, therefore, and the government is more than willing to pass that financial stress on to common citizens. It brings death. It brings debt. The governments in the war get into huge debt to fund the war, and wars are not cheap, as you know. And so because of that, then that debt gets passed on to citizens and they're stuck with struggling through life financially and not and struggling to provide for their families because the government is raising taxes to fund a war. So war always has a negative impact on citizens. The other injustice of war is that it is always done for the self-interest of the government. Now, I don't know what the self-interest of Russia is at the moment with this, with Ukraine, but believe me, I, you know, when the United States goes to another country to, quote, help out, I can't help but wonder, okay, what oil fields are in danger that the United States needs access to, or what is it that the U.S. government is not telling us that's in their self-interest to be in this war? For example, Vietnam. Vietnam is on the other side of the planet from America. Why we were in that war, I have no idea, but there was a self-interest at stake for the U.S. government. That I can guarantee. I just don't know what it was. You see. I had a friend who was in the U.S. military, and he fought in Iraq when we went through the invasion of Iraq a few years ago. And he was glad to go. He thought he was defending the people of Iraq from the bad guys. That's why he went. He thought he was doing something noble. And he said, you know, Michael, I will never serve in the military ever again. Because he says, what I was told by the generals when I got over there is defend the oil. Let me see. Self-interest. And we're willing to end the lives of innocent people. We're willing to destroy their neighborhoods for our own self-interest. The third injustice of war is the loss of life. We've got to begin taking a strong... So what do we do? We see this with the Russia-Ukraine thing. We saw it with Vietnam, Korea, and so on. What happens when our nations, whatever nation you may live in, what happens when your nation gets involved in a war with another nation? We've got to begin taking strong 
stances against our governments. Now, I want to warn you, not with violent protest, because when we take strong stances with violent protest, by the way, in the 1960s, there were violent protests against the Vietnam War. Well, if you're destroying things and killing people in your protest because you're protesting a war, isn't that in itself a war? See, violence doesn't stop violence. Jesus taught us that. Mahatma Gandhi taught us that. But we have to take a strong stance uh, against our governments and saying, no, we are not agreeing to this. Maybe peaceful protests. There can be other ways. And by the way, I want you to email me because on this one, I've struggled to understand what's a good solution. What citizens can do to take a strong stance against their government to say enough is enough when it comes to war. No more wars. I don't know what to do. Bumper stickers, not real effective. Shouting in the streets, I'm not sure how effective that is. What can we do? I want to have a discussion with you. What can we do to take strong stances that don't turn violent to get our governments to stop going to war? Now, that's that news item. The next news item uh, is uh, concerns the Winter Olympics. Now, it's January, uh, and next month, the Winter Olympics is uh, scheduled to begin in Beijing, China. Now, I personally, because of the human rights violations that China is extremely guilty of, massive, massive amounts of human rights violations, why the Olympic Committee uh, chose to have the Winter Olympics in China is beyond imagination. What are they thinking? It's ridiculous that they would do this. But uh, the fact is, uh, there are plenty of people boycotting this Olympics. I, I believe the United States and Canada and England are among the nations boycotting this Olympics. But I want to read this story because Uyghurs, I believe is how you say the word, I haven't figured out how to say it yet, in Turkey call for a boycott of Beijing Olympics. Uh, and this uh, story uh, is about this group of Muslims who are calling attention to what China is doing to them. It says dozens of people... From China's uh, Uyghur uh, Muslim ethnic group protested in Istanbul on Sunday calling for a boycott of next month's Winter Olympics in Beijing over China's treatment of the minority. The protesters gathered outside the city's Turkish Olympic Committee building, waving the blue and white flags of the independence movement of East Turkestan. A group of Beijing says... Uh, a group Beijing says threatens the stability of its far western region. China stopped the genocide. China closed the camps, chanted the demonstrators, some holding up a banner reading Stop Genocide Olympics. Chinese authorities have acu been accused of facilitating forced labor by detaining around a million of the people from this group and other primarily Muslim minorities in camps since 2016. So now we, we knew that Hitler had concentration camps in Nazi Germany 
Now, it appears that a million Muslims are uh, detained in concentration camps in China and have been since 2016. The story goes on to say that China initially denied the camps existed, but it has since said they are vocational centers and are designed to combat extremism. It denies all accusations of abuse. China does not have the right to host the Olympics while committing all the torture, cruelty, and genocide against the Muslims, said the Uyghurs, said head-scarved housewife uh, Munavir Ozigur, who said she had uh, relatives in camps, in these concentration camps in China. The Beijing Olympics began on February 4th. The United States and many of its allies, including Britain, Canada, Australia, Japan, and Denmark, have said they will not send official diplomatic delegations to the Games in protest of China's uh, rights record. Uh, so, and it goes on to talk about the criminal criminality against uh, uh, the Chinese people and the um, one of the protesters is quoted at the end of the article saying they are deceiving people. We want these Olympic Games to be boycotted as soon as possible. Now, what I want to talk about uh, in relation to this article is the fact that there seems to be an awful lot of cozying up by some of the world leaders to China. And China is very much known for their in extreme and insane violation of human rights. They're torturing and killing of minorities and religious groups. I know many Christians and, and other religious groups have been tortured and put to death since the uh, Mao Zedong revolution in the 50s. And I think it's time for the world to take a stand against China. Now, how can you, as a listener, do something? Let's, let's pick on China for a moment. Now, we could talk about, you know, other nations as well, including our own nation, who's guilty of its own human rights violations. But how can we take a stand against a nation such as China? First of all, refuse to buy their products. Look at the tags. If it says made in China, put it down, because I can guarantee you that many of these products are made by children who are forced into child labor, which is a torturous thing, by the way, you should read about it on the internet about the child slave labor in China refuse to buy their products the United States should put heavy 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 sanctions on China and the world should just block them off until they change their ways sometimes that's what you gotta do with a troubled child is to do that and so I encourage you take steps at home just by simply refusing to buy products that were made in China, because China is one of the worst offenders of human rights. And it's time the world took a stand and said no. I encourage you to write your senator as well and your congressperson and tell them, I want heavy sanctions placed on China. If enough people do that, it will pressure your senators into that action. Now, Finally, let's talk about something positive, shall we? I want to talk about somebody who's realizing justice right where they are. And this comes from India. The story comes from 
from Gunter, India. The, uh, this uh, talks about a youngster, uh, a 28-year-old, uh, who is, uh, and I'm looking at the paper and realize that my printer cut off part of this, so I'm, I'm going by memory on part of this. But there's a, a 28-year-old guy uh, in India who is on a mission to provide quality education to underprivileged children and teach them required skills to land jobs. It says as part of his mission, 28-year-old uh, JSR Anamaya has visited over 500 government schools and 100 colleges in Andhra Pradesh and Telangana and conducted free training sessions for as many as 50,000 students on career development, self-motivation, critical thinking, concept visualization, and design thinking. Anamaya uh, completed his B.Tech at a local college and worked as a software engineer at a firm in Hyderabad. His journey as a skill trainer began during a conversation with a student aboard a bus. The boy explained to Anamaya that despite having experienced teachers, they were unable to meet the needs of the job market. After giving it a proper thought and some research at local schools, the youngster noticed that students were not able to connect due to the old teaching methods being followed by most schools, despite them having internet facilities, digital classrooms, and libraries. Anamaya developed a new teaching technique, ABC, Action, ABC, which stands for Action Before Concept, through which teachers can make concepts interesting for students by including more practical examples using simple objects. And it goes on to talk about what he's done and created apps for these schools and has really helped these schools to begin to thrive for underprivileged children. Now, this is a techie guy in India, who's using his tech skills for the less privileged. You see, that's how it works. You know, uh, the reason why this story inspires me is because here's a guy who made a bunch of money and could have used it on himself. And, but instead of using it on himself to advance himself, he used it to fund something that helps underprivileged children in struggling schools. That's so simple. That is, that's what I'm talking about right there. Using what you have right where you are to bring justice and a better world for other people. It's not that hard. Now, it's hard work, yes, and you hear from the parts of the article that I read that this guy has had to do a lot of hard work, do a lot of meetings, creating these apps, doing these different things. It's been hard work for him, I am sure. But the concept itself is simple. All he did was took the money he made, instead of spending it on himself, he spent it on others, and he used his genius uh, in the tech world to create something better for others right where he is. And I noticed it was only two regions in India he was working. He wasn't working all over the place. He was working right where he was. So, I hope you're inspired by that story. I love that story. Uh, it's beautiful. And uh, I pulled that particular story off of uh, Newsmax. So if you want to go there, uh, their website, and look it up, 
uh, to get more details. It's a beautiful story. But that's where it's at. Creating a just society right where you are with what you have to work with. I want you to email me. Give me your ideas, your inspirations. I, I, I get so much inspiration by learning from others and hearing their stories as well. So I want to hear your stories. If there's a particular news item you want to hear about, I want you to to email me so I can look that up and give my perspective on it as well. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, It's been beautiful being with you. I hope you have an amazing day and that you thrive as you create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.